Hello, Kings fans. It's me, Jason Jones of The Athletic, with your latest edition of Post 82. Uh, Kings traveled to Utah, took another beat down like they did earlier in the year, this time 123-101. Uh, but, you know, hey, Kings have lost four in a row, blah, blah, blah. There's not really much to talk about when it comes to the game because... Right now, Utah is playing some of the best basketball in the league, and right now, the Kings are currently playing some of the worst basketball in the league. So, can't really say the result is all that shocking. Utah is a tough place to play, and the way the Kings have looked lately, can't be shocked or surprised that they would go out there and lose. So... The big news of the day, we all know, is the uh, trade. It can't be made official to Tuesday, but King sent Trevor Ariza, Winion Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan to Portland in exchange for Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, and two future second-round draft picks. Uh, my take on this, I mean, like I said, this is the big news of the day. I mean, at this point, it's meaningless to talk about the Kings in the playoffs because, well, the way they're playing – Talking about the playoffs, it really is ridiculous right now. Let's win some games before we worry about the playoffs. But this trade, to me, it signifies the first of what could be many moves to try to kind of get over reboot. And I mean, and I know we've been, they've been, the Kings have been rebooting, resetting, rebuilding, re everything. You know, however, whatever re you can come up with, reshuffling rearranging they've been doing all that with the roster for about 14 years now and i know a lot of y'all sick of it but that's what's going on and of the free agent hall from the summer this is the first one where the kings are basically saying okay my bad time to move on uh i think you know trevor was valuable to the kings uh, defensively um of course they were playing him a lot more than you'd wanted to uh kings would say some of that was related to the injuries uh, some of you cynics would say he was playing so much because he was Luke Walton's friend. I don't buy that. Luke didn't want to play him that much, but you really had to at points. And but you know, but they uh, King signed Trevor to a two-year, twenty-five million dollar deal in the offseason. The second year had a partial guarantee, so in all likelihood, the deal would have been a, a one-year deal. But still, it's, to me, it's significant that you're trading a guy who was in your rotation. A guy who served a purpose. I mean, even at 34, the Kings didn't really have um, a guy on the perimeter with size who could defend quite like, you know, who gave you that like Trevor does. I mean, you still have Harrison Barnes, but Trevor was able to go against guys like Wig, Andrew Wiggins, some of the bigger wings, and help them out in that area. Especially when those teams went small. So you're shipping him off. And also, you know, Winion, Gabriel, Caleb Swanigan, two guys who were at the end of your end of your rotation, didn't really play a lot. Spent time in the G League, you know. So, and I thought I thought Winion Gabriel was honestly one of the Kings' uh, success stories in terms of player development. They got this guy, you know, the undrafted free agent, sent him to Stockton, worked with him on a two-way deal, built him up, eventually got him to this year, signed him to a standard NBA contract. As I always think about this old George Carl quote where he said, you got to make a player. I thought maybe the Kings were making a player with Winion Gabriel, but that's over for now. And, you know, Caleb Swanigan, he came to the Kings last season in the trade with Portland for uh, Scala BCA. Uh, 
still not sure exactly why they brought Caleb in. I mean, they brought him in, never really played him. You know, he had to spend, he spent a good chunk of the summer trying to get in shape. Now he's going back to Portland. And what do the Kings get in return? You get, you get Ken Bazemore, who having a down year, actually, you know, the only career high he's averaging right now is in fouls, which is not a good sign. Uh, not shooting the ball well, not, you know, not the guy that the Blazers had hoped they had got, they were getting from Atlanta when they traded him, traded for him in exchange for Evan Turner. You know, kind of one, another one of the Atlanta, not Atlanta, excuse me, one of the Portland offseason moves that have not gone the way they would have hoped. Anthony Tolliver, former King, spent the 2016-17 season with Sacramento. In him, you get a uh, power forward, a stretch four. Not sure there'll be a whole lot of minutes for him just because, you know, you got Nemanja Bialica. Eventually, you'll get Rashawn Holmes back, and then Marvin Bagley will be playing some minutes at the four. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do with A.T., but he's a good locker room guy. We know the Kings, you know, character matters. They got a lot of, you know, locker room guys like that. So they want to bring that, and Baysmore should fit in that mold, too. Uh, it's not as big as Trevor. Baysmore is lifted at about 6'4". So, you're, you know, he's got a, about his long wingspan, so he can defend bigger wings. But still, you're losing that. And to me, this really just, here's what the Kings get. You get two expiring deals, so neither one of these contracts will impact, you know, any offseason plans. You get two second round, extra second round picks in the future. I think 2023, 2025. So you get those. I could be off on those picks, but, you know, you get those. So now you can play around with either your picks or maybe some other picks that you could eventually package in other deals. And this move opens up an extra roster spot. And that's big because... If you're going to trade Dwayne Dedman, there's a good chance you'll have to take back two players to move him somewhere. Or maybe if it's a, if you're sending out two, you got to take back three, kind of like the deal they just made, where they sent out three and took back two players. So you needed another roster spot to you know, create a little more flexibility in that regard. And in the by chance the Kings are unable to move Dedman, you've now got a you know a spot maybe to give guys ten day contract soon so you you've created a little more roster flexibility that being said if you'd have told the kings in july that of the guys they brought in the best of them would be rashawn holmes and and Corey joseph and they'd be trading one of them and trying to trade the other i think it would be safe to say they would all we'd all agree that means that your off-season acquisitions that was they were that was a flop that wasn't good didn't work out, however you want to put it. Yeah, bad bad look from the front office right now. And I guess you can give them credit for trying to rectify it now. But, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's not a good look when you're moving guys that quickly. Guy, A guy like Trevor, who was supposed to come in and provide leadership, mentorship, along with some defense, you know, fit into the system and help you get into the playoffs. I won't say the Kings have given up on the playoffs. I think it's a pipe dream at this point, but, you know, until I see what other moves they may make going uh, the rest of the way. So, yeah, so for those of you who never liked Trevor Ariza on the team, thought he was overpaid, they were playing him too much, I guess this is the day that you celebrate, I suppose. I don't know, but that I've I've always said this and I'll stick to this. If your main, if you, if one of your biggest gripes with the Kings this season has been Trevor Ariza, 
that tells you that the other guys who are supposed to be your mainstays, your key guys, haven't been playing or haven't been playing well. Because the reality is, Trevor Ariza should not have been that important to this team's success, and he had to be because some of your young guys were either hurt or just defensively so inept at times. You had to rely on a a veteran, a thirty a thirty four year old wing player to help fix that. And I think for, in, in the uh, for Trevor, the move is a good one. I mean, it's not right now. Portland's not a playoff team, but if they get high, if they can get rolling. You know, you've got Damian Lillard in All-Star. you got C.J. McCollum. you got Carmelo Anthony. You know, Hassan Whiteside's a good piece. You know, maybe they get Nurkic back at some point. Zach Collins. That team really, talent-wise, should be a playoff team or should be much closer to the playoffs. But Portland's another team that's struggled with some of its offseason acquisitions or some of its moves they made that haven't quite panned out. So this could be good for Trevor if he can end up being a piece that helps them Make a push to the postseason for the Kings. To me, this move is also a step toward more about look to the future, develop for the future, get ready for the future. And I know that's not what anyone amongst Kings fans wanted, but I can't say I'm surprised that it's gone this way just because I think the talent the Kings have may have been, not may have been, has been a bit overrated by by some people. I mean, the the depth that was touted, you know, they're so deep. You know, the team, the deepest Kings team they've had in years. They're already giving up on some of that depth. So I think they're seeing that, hey, maybe we didn't have what we thought we had going into the season. It does help that Bogdan Bogdanovich is back from his, uh, his sore ankle. He came back tonight against Utah. You know, he's on immense restriction, so can't expect a whole lot from him. I wouldn't I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on Bogey just yet. Have to get himself back in the to the flow, but it helps. That helps. The team is hopeful that some point on this five game road trip Rashawn Holmes can get back out there as well. And that'll make them as healthy as they've been in a while. And then if the trade can become official on Tuesday, maybe you have Baysmore and Tolliver available for Wednesday at Detroit. So I guess that's probably the best case scenario right now. Because, and really, how this season is going, you can't really fault the Kings for trying something different. Because, said drop another game tonight. That's now 12 losses in the last 15. Four straight losses. And the next game is at Miami on Monday. And Miami has lost once at home all season. That was to the L.A. Lakers, or Los Angeles Lakers, I forgot. You know, the Clippers are the L.A. Clippers. I don't want to offend the Clipper folk out there. But that's what you got right now coming up. And then you go from Miami to Chicago. No, sorry, Miami to Detroit. Then Chicago to Minneapolis. And the way they play the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the way they're looking right now. Oh, let's say the Kings could come back home. Oh, on an eight-game losing streak, which would be their second eight-game losing streak of the season. And, yeah, this is not getting any better. I think it's time right now that, you know, get what you can for dead men, cut your losses, and let's just focus on, I shouldn't say let's, like I'm part of it, but just focus on Bagley, Fox, getting, you know, I think Fox has continues to take steps in the right direction. Got to get Marvin caught up, get him up to speed, get Buddy healed back to being Buddy of last year, try to somehow get his mojo back so that he's a, somebody we recognize. If you don't trade Bogdan Bogdanovich, which you know, I know the Kings aren't planning to, but don't rule that out. He's a restricted free agent. 
if you can get something that's uh, part of your core beyond this season and you don't want to commit big time money to bogey, that's him being traded is not no. I wouldn't rule it out. Just put, I wouldn't rule it out. Just put it like that. Like, but you got to figure out of these guys, of this, you know, the core that was a much bigger core last year of guys they wanted to keep. To me, that core is now just down right now to Fox, Bagley, and Buddy. And they can't trade Buddy anyway because they just signed his extension. you got to wait six months after they signed the extension to trade him. So, yeah, right. And remember last year, that nucleus, that core was those guys. It was, you know, you know, Harry was probably part of that, and Bogey was part of that, and you know, I I just think that that number is a much is a much smaller number, and if the and if the other guys you want to focus on, good. So let's you know continue to build this thing around getting those guys better for you know the summer and next season, because at this rate, this season's going to be a you know back to the lottery, and not even like a probably a high lottery pick, you know, probably mid to late lottery. Unless the Kings get lucky again in the lottery, and yeah, so I, I know it's only game forty-two. You probably don't want to talk lottery right now, but at fifteen and twenty-seven, like I said, playing you no know, overall, their results are probably they're, they're probably playing you know even though they're not, I wouldn't call them the worst team in the NBA. They're playing some of the worst basketball in the league. I mean, my God, defensively, can we, you know, can we, can we pinch somebody? Can we stop somebody? No, we can't. I'm not saying we, as in I'm part of the team again. I'm just saying, you know, that's got to be the, the kind of the thoughts going through the Kings' heads. Just man, just giving up points left and right. I mean, making all, you know, Bogdanovich from the Jazz. I mean, this is another game in Utah where someone needs to remind the Kings, hey, that got the score. Hey, it is what it is, though. We're at that stage of the season where I think, especially with this team now, guys are going to be wondering who's leaving, who's coming, who's going, who else might get dealt. You got till February 6th to figure that out. So, like I said, again, the Kings drop, you no, know, lose their fourth in a row, this time at Utah. Up next is Miami, but the big news of the day is the trade. Like I said, I expect to be the first of what could be at least one or two more moves as the Kings. I don't know they'll say they're probably going to say they they haven't given up on the season, but realistically, it's probably time to start looking toward next season if they're going to keep playing like this. So all I got for y'all though, y'all be y'all be safe out there, enjoy your MLK weekend, and I will catch up with you on Monday following the game against the Heat. Y'all take care.